Thank you for joining this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is August 26, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we're the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if, if you're not aware or haven't nobody told you, I want you to know that we are inside the pages. We're inside the book of Revelation. We're learning what God has to say. And he lets us know from uh, Revelation 1 and 3 that blesses he that readeth, that heareth, and keep the words of the testimony. So there is a blessing uh, that be, that's right there, right there in the front of the book of Revelation. And so you don't want to miss out on the teaching because we're taking our time and we're uh, going through it step by step. We're not adding to the word of God and we're not taking away. We're getting the unadulterated truth. Listen, we're in the book of Acts tonight. I know on last Thursday, uh, I was doing some work for the Sunday school lesson and helping to get those books out. And so I used one of the Sunday school lessons uh, to teach from. But tonight, we're in the book of Acts, beginning in the 18th chapter. And so I'll be right back after this, this important message. She 
This is no ordinary worship, and certainly that was not an ordinary song. We thank God for those young men that were that was putting that out there, that was really just going forth. And, and I'm telling you, those are some uh, that song itself, no ordinary worship. Those are some young men playing live instruments and just and just getting the groove on for the Lord, you know. And it's such a blessing to see that in this day and time. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you don't see a lot of instruments being played too often, uh, even in secular. However, there are those that really know how to play. And so it's a talent and we should give God all that we have. Uh, again, thank you for joining in with us tonight. And my prayer is that something is said that is going to bless your soul uh, I don't know what your day may have been like, but uh, whatever it was like, I'm sure that that what God is going to be getting better. And that's what we're looking forward to. You know, um, whatever your prayer request is, you know, you can reach out to us with your prayer requests by going to connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org and submit your prayer requests. You know, we have that available on our website uh, or even if you desire fellowship and I'll make sure to post that again this evening. And so uh, with that being said, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy on this day. How you have blessed us, what you have done for us and what you are going to do. Lord God, we thank you for the souls that are joining in with us, the souls that are also on their way. Lord, and we pray and ask that you bless them, Lord God. Save, Lord, fill with the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray and ask that you would lead us in God and give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, so that we can live this life. Lord God, an acceptable life. Be found worthy to stand in your presence. Lord, remember those that are sick in their body. Lord God, those that are calling upon your name, those that are bereaved right now, dealing with the loss of loved ones, Lord. ask that you remember them, Lord God. Bless them, comfort them, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know the situations that are going on in the communities. You know everything that is nothing that has escaped your knowledge, your presence. Lord, now I ask that you would bless, Lord. Bless your people, Lord God, to call upon your name, to remember from where they help come from. Lord God, to remember that they help come from you. Your name is a name given for salvation. To call upon your name because you are a present help in the time of trouble. Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus, Lord. Remember the unspoken prayer requests and remember the prayer requests that have been made. Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in the 18th chapter. Well, we're starting by the 18th chapter, the 24th verse, and we're going to go into the 19th chapter, as, as mentioned um, on last week. And so the Bible says, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scripture, came to Ephesus. 
This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaic, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, whom when he was come, helped them much, which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Uh, the 19th chapter, beginning at the first verse, says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, and said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what, what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, uh, then said Paul, John uh, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that ye should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spank with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. As a thought, just want to, a simple thought, and that is like a good neighbor. And some of you are familiar with that term because it is a commercial uh, that used that, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, however, uh, and I, I use State Farm Insurance, it's, it's a good insurance, just to put that out there, um, but to each his own, but like a good neighbor. Uh, the, the best neighbor that, that I've ever come across was someone that has treated me respectively, treated me as an equal, treated me uh, as they care for themselves. As the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Apollo's name in the Greek means man of beauty or someone or learned one. Uh, in the Greek mythology, uh, Apollos was the god of medicine and healing. Now, this man, Apollos, uh, uh, not a Greek god, but truly a man of beauty who presented a medicine that would heal the sin sick soul. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 52 and 7 how beautiful. Upon the mountain are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publishes peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. I'm here tonight to publish that audibly. I'm here tonight to tell you that God reigneth. And so he's sovereign. He's sovereign in, he's sovereign in the world, the universe, and he needs to be sovereign in your life. 
The Bible says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scripture came to Ephesus. Now, eloquent means fluent or persuasive in speaking or writing. It is the ability to clearly express or indicate something. And so Apollos uh, had that going on for himself, that he was able to communicate clearly and uh, speak uh, uh, persuasively to others. And, you know, everyone don't speak clearly. Some stutter. Uh, some, uh, uh, for whatever the reason, uh, maybe they don't speak as eloquently as they would like to. I certainly don't. However, when it comes down to taking a stand for the Lord and, and letting you know that, that God is, uh, that's it. God is. Uh, yes, he is. God is. And there's no one else like him. There's no other God. I can say that very clearly. Uh, I, don't, I won't stutter with that. I don't play around with that. And so, I'm, and so uh, you can too. You know, we can keep our words very short and, and be as persuasive as Apollos was, very influential, and speak clearly and express just what we mean, that God is. And so he was a studious man. He loved reading and understanding and being about a holy lifestyle. Uh, you know, uh, this lifestyle, this is a lifestyle. You know, they, they claim so many other things are a lifestyle, and it is. You know, uh, if you are whatever you in and when you were in sin, you were about that lifestyle. But we're about a holy lifestyle now because without holiness, no man can see the Lord. And I want to see him. And I know you do, too. The Bible says this man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. He spanked and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And so he was well taught. Uh, he was and displayed passionate intensity for the Lord. Uh, now, uh, you know, uh, I, someone asked me, they said, <laughs> Uh, we were having a conversation, and now when it come down to talk, we could talk about technology, we could talk about basketball, football, uh, and baseball if I'm playing it, uh, you know, and other things. But my main conversation is going to be about the Lord. We can talk about space, Star Trek, and all of that, but I, I'm telling you, uh, God is in there somewhere. Uh, and so, because passionate about him because I, I love him and I want to see when you love something you're passionate about it if you're a good cook and you're passionate about being in the kitchen you're going to talk about that you know I'm not I'm not a great cook I can throw that on some on some ribs you know and, and every now and then but but whatever you're passionate about that's that's going to become part of your conversation no matter what and and if you don't utter it it's, just, it's still going to be in your mind uh, for an opportunity that when you can now, note something here. There was limited knowledge regarding the hope of salvation because the Bible said he only knew the baptism of John. Now, saints and friends, uh, you, you may have been raised in Sunday school, but it doesn't mean that you know everything. Uh, uh, you may have attended a Christian school or you may have been in church every Sunday. You know, my children are uh, two boys, two girls, and, and now two grandsons, so six. Um, and they were in church, and God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Uh, that's We'll talk about that in, shortly, but, uh, but it doesn't mean you know everything. 
I'm learning things now that I heard preached on, uh, the essence of it. And I am like, wow, I'm getting it now. I didn't get it then. You're not going to get everything uh, at the, in, in one setting. You can't. You cannot absorb it. You cannot eat it. It's like sitting down trying to eat a whole uh, uh, a turkey or, you know, and, uh, and all the, the uh, condiments and everything that goes along with it. You can't do all of that. And neither are you going to sit down and eat everything that there is that you need to know. You become overwhelmed. And so he only knew the baptism of John. And I want you to know the word of God is inexhaustible. You're not going to exhaust it. And so you may have been raised Catholic, Pentecostal, non-denomination. You know, let me share something with you here. A denomination. Uh, you know, there are those that say I'm non-denomination. But anytime you have a group of people together, that is a denomination. And so uh, by definition, that is a denomination. And so uh, let me share something else with you. If you took a hundred dollar bill and you tore the, hunt, the the ends of it off where it no longer says 100, uh, it's not worth anything. You're not going to be able to cash it. And so saying non-denomination uh, uh, only says that you're not worth anything. Uh, it doesn't mean that it, there's a value to it. You said it was non-denomination. It has no value. You can't take it to the bank. And so uh, you need to understand things that you get involved in. Uh, you may have been raised Methodist. And so there, just know that there is still more to learn. And without the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you're limited like Apollos. Uh, so there are some preachers out there. There are some, some believers out there that have not been exposed, but will be exposed to the complete truth. God is not unfair to everyone. Uh, the Bible tells us that the gospel is going to be preached and everyone is going to hear it. Everyone is going to understand it. A fool cannot err. It will be something that you either embrace or reject. And so you want to embrace this. The Bible says, and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Now, Apollos, like many believers, attended service, as we just mentioned, but this time something was going to be different. You see, two of God's servants who were also well-versed and acquainted with God uh, began to, uh, and heard him begin to talk to him. You know, like the commercial says, uh, like a good neighbor. Uh, they were there and they assisted him instead of condemning Apollos. You know, I've heard throughout the years, uh, well, you know, I'm uh, because I, I believe this and I, I strongly believe it that, you know, someone that does not have the full truth, uh, sometimes they are condemned instead of being prayed for. You know, none of us had had it all. Uh, we had to come into the knowledge of the truth. And when we came into the knowledge of the truth, we then accepted and repented and, and changed our ways. When we came into the knowledge of the truth that you could not just believe in God and be okay, but that you had to have your sins remitted, uh, then we came into that particular knowledge of the truth. When we realize 
uh, through someone sharing the gospel with us that we only have part of the truth and we needed this part to make it whole. And so Apollos needed uh, to be made whole. And so those that heard him, Aquila and Priscilla, did not elevate themselves, did not make themselves to be superior over him, but they showed him love. Some people are suffering from a dreadful disease known as comparisonitis. And they have based their lives and beliefs on the condemnation of others. Well, I'm not like that person. I don't do what they do. I Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, there was a Pharisee, and we know, uh, just imagine in your mind someone dressed in a robe and, uh, you know, and looking all uh, religious and everything, uh, standing there uh, telling God uh, that what he has done, I give him my tithes and I give him offerings and I'm here in service regularly on time. And, you know, and there's somebody else standing there that's not robed and someone standing there that is has just wandered in. Maybe it's their first time there. And the Pharisees looking at that individual said, I'm not like other men. I'm not like this man. I'm not like that man. You know, I don't do those things that they do. Well, you've already condemned yourself because you've condemned someone else instead of loving them, instead of embracing them and showing them the love of Christ, instead of showing them the love and compassion that God has shown for all humanity who was enemies. We were all enemies of God. And even while in a state of uh, being an enemy, he died for us that we might become sons of God. The Bible says that, and when he had uh, disposed to pass into HL, uh, that the brethren wrote exhorting disciples to receive him. Apollos is on his way this way, receive him. And when he was come, he helped them much, which had believed through grace. You know, you don't find that often today uh, that people are helping. Uh, there are those that have, uh, I've talked to evangelists, I've talked to other ministers, and unless you have a certain number of people and ready to give an honorarium, some type of recognition, uh, they are not interested in helping, uh, helping another church. Uh, especially if it's a church that does not have or considered on, in their mind to be a large church. Uh, I love going out to help to minister to others and to minister to other, to go to other churches. And when I say minister, I am not talking about to preach. I mean, just to be in their presence, just to show the concern and love that I'm there. Just in my words of expression is just to say, I love you. I can't even see about you. And that's it not to preach, but to encourage, you know, and to just be in the presence of the service. And, and that goes a long way by itself. But you don't find everyone doing that. Uh, you know, if you don't have, uh, if it's not a, a, what you call a pastor's appreciation, if it's not a church anniversary service or something of that nature, you don't find people just stopping by. And, and so there's a big difference. Uh, in a lot of our venues uh, at, that is different than it was in the day that the, the spirit of the Lord was, well, he's moving today, but the evangelism of uh, the apostles, where they went back to churches that was being established to check on them. They went back to churches that had, 
that and wanted to see how the brethren was doing. Uh, you don't find that to today. And uh, so it makes you wonder, who are the evangelists? Who are the prophets? Who are uh, the ministers, those that want the titles, uh, but they don't want the responsibility that come with it? And not unless you have a, a check waiting for them. And I don't believe that God uh, freely given, freely received, freely given, then you need to also give. And so the Bible tells us in the first verse of the 19th chapter. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesian or Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Now, like a good neighbor, Paul asked them a personal question. He was not being trying to be invasive and know all their personal bit. He just wanted to know, since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? The same question I'm asking you tonight. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Some have said it, the Holy Ghost is not for today. And I'm not sure what day they are referring to because the Bible tells us Acts uh, 2, 16, 18 says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh, and it shall come to pass in the last day, say of God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Uh, Acts 2, 38, 42. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. If you've been called by God, uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost is for you. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untorn generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking in bread and prayer. Acts 10, 44 to 48. While Peter yet spake these words, he's at Cornelius' house, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Uh, the Holy Ghost, just they were ready. Their hearts was open. They wanted what God had for them. Matter of fact, they had been praying unto the Lord and uh, Cornelius was visited and said, your prayers have gone up as an arm before the Lord and gave them instructions. And that's how Peter wind up at his house and all his friends and family of Cornelius was there at the house just waiting. And when Peter came in, he, he began to speak. And as he exhorted the word of God, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. Uh, we've been in service and the Holy Ghost just moved. And you, no one has to tell you. And I, I'm, I 
don't I emphasize this strongly at Cornerstone because we're not there to tell you to praise the Lord. You know what church is about. You're coming there to, for the purpose of worship. You're coming there for the purpose of praise and acknowledging God. And more importantly, you're coming to present yourself in the presence of the Lord. And so the Bible said the Holy Ghost fell on them when they heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was to pour out of the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is a gift and it's something to receive for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which when received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Uh, then prayed there him to tarry many days. And, and so the Holy Ghost is still for today. Yes, uh, we're living in the, that time. Uh, these days are not antiquated. They're not old. The Bible is not an old book that you just toss to the side. It is yet fulfilling. And there are many things that have been spoken that have not fulfilled yet. And so if you've been with us on Tuesdays, listening to, uh, as we talk from the book of Ezekiel, that as the Lord dealt with the sins of Israel and the repentance and, and restoration, uh, it brings us up to a day and time of the coming of the Lord. It brings us into a date and time that is that is in our, our calendar, uh, such as the, uh, uh, the nation of Israel becoming uh, alive. In one day, 1947, the 14th day of May. Uh, and so uh, there, that was seen by Ezekiel. And there are so many other things that Ezekiel have seen and that reference uh, that goes beyond his day and into our day. And as we look, uh, exit from the book of Ezekiel, we'll be, going, we'll be going into the book of Daniel, which will tie us all, which will tie into Revelation as well. And so uh, the Holy Ghost is a spirit or a sovereign God, also referred to as the spirit of truth or comforter. And you'll find that just read John, the 14, 15 and 16 chapters. And uh, the Bible said he will teach, comfort and empower you uh, for witnessing. And that's Acts, the first chapter. And so uh, the Holy Ghost is not just something you have for you to run around uh, um speaking in a heavenly language and no it actually the holy ghost is meant as a uh is something to accompany us to help us in ministry help us in teaching help us in uh, being empowered to be a witness for god it is not something to be used as our self uh as a self-gratification which many have done Oh, I went to church. I shouted. Oh, we danced. Oh, we had a good time. Oh, we did cartwheels. We ran across the top of the pews. We stood on top of the podium and we danced. You know, I've seen videos of this kind of stuff, which is to me, um, my personal opinion, uh, let's stick to the word of God. And so the Holy Ghost is to empower us for witnessing, not for all of that stuff, or a little bit of stuff that I just mentioned. The Holy Ghost is not for you to walk around and to feel that you're so uh, heavenly minded and you're no earthly good. The Holy Ghost was given for us to be of a witness here on earth. 
is to help us to uh, help others to be saved. It's to help us so that we have what is needed to overcome. And it is the seal of redemption. It is the seal of a sanctified life. And so you're not going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and still running around fornicating. You're not going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and running around lying and, and cussing folks out. You're not going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, if you do those things, if you do those things, uh, then you, you're making a, a terrible decision. You've made a terrible decision. Oh, I can't help it because I'm still in this flesh. No, you can help it. You can control your, you can. You have that ability. Uh, someone uh, had posted a sign and said to sin or not to sin is in your hands. It's your will. God's not going to have, no. God does not tempt us with sin. The Bible said that when a man is tempted of sin, it is because there's, uh, it is in his own heart. And it's something that you have not dealt with. And because you have not dealt with it properly, then it will spring forth. And you'll find yourself doing things that you should not be doing. And then you have to suffer the consequences of that behavior. You'll also be rewarded for doing what is right. So it's not one-sided. Do what's right. You can do it. I, I, if you, oh, but I, I got that itch and I got to scratch it. Look, uh, baby, you better just cry yourself to sleep. And you going the more you work with something, work through something that you, it becomes easier. You can do it because God said to do it. And, and so uh, when you remove something, you have to uh, replace it with something else in, in order to stay, be stabilized. You can't just, and you have to change. You cannot, um, you can't, say that you're not going to drink and then and then you're hanging around people that's drinking. You can't say that you're not going to smoke, but you're hanging around people that's smoking. You can't say that you're not going to uh, engage in certain behavior, but you're hanging around and being exposed, whether it's through television or uh, other things that is going to excite that behavior. And then you find yourself doing those things. God gave us the Holy Ghost. Uh, to help us. And if you have not received the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you to pray and ask God to fill you with his spirit. Uh, again, there are those that say it's not for today. And listen, uh, the Holy Ghost is not something that you're taught. I was speaking with a young man and he said that uh, his previous pastor had told him uh, that uh, you want the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give it to you right now. All you need to do is repeat the Latin words that was posted on the cross uh, above Jesus and you're speaking in tongues. No, listen, uh, God sent, the Holy Ghost is God sent and it is received by you as a gift. It is not taught. It is not coerced. It's not part of a degree program. No, no one takes you in a room, teach you how to speak in tongues and, you know, and then you're, no, that is a lie. That is deception. That's not, neither is we... Uh, oh, well, the wind is blowing. There's a doctrine out there. The wind is blowing and the Holy Ghost is everywhere. It's in the wind. It's in us. No, it is not. You do not have the Holy Ghost unless you have been given it specifically by God. 
everyone has breath in them. Everyone has uh, is walking, <laughs> whether saved or not, is God's breath that is, but that is not, that's the breath of life. That's not the Holy Ghost. It, it gives life, but that's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, again, is a seal of redemption. And it is the empowerment uh, to be witnesses for Christ. A witness is someone that speaks of those things as well as live them. We're not just talking about it. You got to live this. And so it is not taught. It is something that you heard what the scripture said. As Peter preached the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And they began, they received the Holy Ghost uh, while listening to the word of God. Oh, how great our God is. And so uh, we're exposing the truth. Uh, and so it's going to step on some toes. We're exposing the truth. It's going to make you uncomfortable. We're exposing it and telling the truth about things. And so it's going to make you think. It's also going to save your soul if you receive it. The third verse is, and he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John the Baptist. Then said Paul, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that you should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. It's about the work of Jesus Christ. And we should believe on him. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you won't find any other baptism uh, uh, in the word of God. Uh, those that were baptized under the baptism of repentance were rebaptized in Jesus' name. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now, Paul laid his hands on them. He didn't give them instructions of anything. He was praying for them. I've seen that in service. I've seen uh, folks that receive the Holy Ghost with joy uh, through the laying on of him because it was, that minister was gifted and that minister was able and, and the person, the recipient uh, was willing to receive. They were right. You know, the Bible said the word of God fell on, uh, fell on the ground. It fell on some stony ground. It fell on some... Uh, it, some of it went down into the soil, but then when it sprang up, the, the sun withered it away, the cares of this life. And, and then there was the, some, some seeds fell and the birds came and took it away. And there was seeds that fell on good ground. Are you good ground tonight? Have the word of God been able to penetrate your heart, your soul? Is the word of God in the place where it can be nurtured and watered? Some plant, others water, but it's God that gives the increase. The Bible said all the men were about 12. So see, it was not a lot of folks. And it's not going to be a lot of folks that are saved. You know, we've uh, been in the word of God and realized more and more. That the Bible said few there be saved. You want to be one of the few that are saved. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word this evening. Lord God, and ask that you would bless the listeners, Lord God. Bless them to, and to those that are part of this ministry, those that are looking for a church home. 
Lord God, lead and guide them, Lord, into the fold that you would have them to be in, uh, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those that have said in their hearts, that have made up in their mind that they want to seek you and they want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would fill them, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we bless your name, Savior. We'll continue to give your name the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Hope to see you in service soon or caught up. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. And remember, if you've been blessed, let somebody else know. Share the gospel. Tell them to tune in. There is a man that is telling the truth. There is someone that is not sugarcoating it. We not trump, but it will save your soul. Remember, the songs featured are respectively the property of the artists, the songsters, and their producers. God bless you. Remember me in prayer as I am praying for you. We'll be back on Sunday morning. The book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. God bless you. I'm excited about Jesus. I hope you are too.